Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting over episode 20 of Cowboy Bebop. If you would like to watch along, start watching now. Alright, so based off of the preview from the last episode, this episode seems largely to center around Spike's encounter with the rather silly-looking individual. And to my mind, this is one of the more disturbing standalone episodes from what I remember. It's essentially Spike encountering... if not a genetically engineered a an altered or transhuman killing machine it really isn't all there mentally and if memory serves you know spikes on the ropes for the vast majority of it and it's really only when the killer's psychological issues catch up to him that Spike really gets a leg up on him at all. And indeed, this episode, as it's starting out, is rather unsettling. The soundtrack is rather creepy. Uh, the way this antagonistic character moves is unsettling. And the, the color palette is very stark and washed out and i that that lends it a sense of eeriness that isn't always present in cowboy bebop like i, I don't think it's the correct term to call everything desaturated like it's not shades of gray but it's very I don't know what the word is. Like it, it's almost clinical looking. Like it's it, under fluorescent lighting, like in a hospital. 
It's hard to describe, but it makes me uncomfortable. So, while Spike is apparently gambling in a pool hall playing billiards, this assassin is enacting all kinds of horrific violence on a group of people in a car. So this antagonist is very nonchalant about talking to Spike and then immediately opening fire on him. Curiously enough, he appears impervious to uh, bullet fire by means of some sort of a force field. And he's also capable of, I guess, floating around almost... Um, I guess kind of like a balloon in a breeze. Again, very uncanny and unsettling, especially because real people don't do things like that. And I guess because of that, or at least in part because of that, he's able to really beat the tar out of Spike. But curiously enough, He's distracted and unsettled by a stray cat meowing at him. Or rather, meowing in his general direction. Spike is able to sort of escape by shooting a barrel of inflammable material. But even then, it's not a perfect getaway. And... The assassin appears no worse for wear from having been right next to that explosion. Spike really seems to have his work cut out for him this episode. So there seems to have been a time skip. It's the next day or something, and the, the color palette is back to normal. Jet's talking to an informant or something, or an old contact. His friend here is apparently trying to keep him out of something. So his friend asks him, have you heard of the name Mad Pierrot? And apparently that's our antagonist. If I recall correctly, Pierrot is uh, French for clown or something like that. So Spike is in really rough shape here, and 
Faye takes little time to sort of start needling him about it. So as Jet continues to talk to his contact here, it seems the people killed by Mad Pierrot were high-ranking members of law enforcement. So apparently... None who have received Mad Puro's face live to tell about it. Those that do are invariably and inevitably hunted down. So that doesn't bode very well for Spike's chances if that's all true. So, it appears the crew of the Bebop has received some sort of mail. Ed brings it to Faye's attention, and Faye wants to keep it a secret from Spike, but that doesn't really, that doesn't really end up going too well. So the, the party, as it were, is held at a place called Spaceland, which is presumably a, uh, a theme park of some sorts. So despite being injured and not much better than he was before, Spike heads out.
So as Spike descends through the atmosphere into what is apparently Spaceland, uh, things take an eerie turn. We get another dark color palette, and it's um, it's definitely an amusement park, but it appears to be, if not abandoned, currently closed. And in my mind, that's always a a pretty quick recipe for something creepy. Of course, whether it's truly abandoned or just closed, uh, Spike doesn't really care. So he just sort of enters and starts ambling his way through the park. Of course, he appears all by himself, so everything is still and quiet. That's, in my mind, fairly disconcerting with all the, uh, like the the big-eyed animals and creatures and things like that. It's one thing to see him in the daytime, but at night, I'd imagine they'd be pretty creepy. So it turns out Spike isn't truly alone. Uh, Mad Pierrot is here as well. And he seems to be in the know here as he sort of activates the park and everything more or less comes to life. So Spike is sort of encountering Mad Piro on a icy tundra-like attraction. I don't know quite what it quite. I don't quite know what it's reminding me of, but it it's making me think of something. So one of the constants here is Mad Piro's insane laughter echoing all over the place. No matter what Spike seems to do, he doesn't really stop laughing. Tellingly, Spike doesn't reserve his ammunition just for Piro. He, uh... Handily um, destroys an animatronic creature. He probably didn't need to do that, but I can't say I entirely blame him for doing it.
So things escalate once again as Spike encounters Mad Puro. This time they're fighting on a roller coaster. And quite frankly, even if I wasn't fighting a uh, homicidal lunatic, I'm not a big fan of roller coasters as is. So, Ed was doing some hacking in the background at the behest of Chet. And now we've got this sequence of a man in a white room. There's all sorts of medical imagery. Rather disturbing medical imagery, and so I guess this is sort of the testing and or creation process of Mad Piro. While all this testing is going on, there's repeatedly shown a shot of a cat sitting in a window, sort of watching all this going on. So I guess that might explain his reaction to the alley cat before in one of that first few scenes where he encountered Spike. So, according to the scientists, this guy was an experiment made by the ISSP. And in the process of that, there was a severe and marked regression of his mental faculties. Which, I guess, is a fancy way of saying he regressed to a childlike state, despite ostensibly being fully grown. So Jet's sort of reading up on this guy, and apparently when he escaped, he was just in it for revenge, but he eventually sort of got a taste for killing. And while all of this is going on, he continues to regress further and further mentally. Interestingly enough, Jet remarks that there is nothing crueler than a child. And that, that that's an interesting phrase, because in a sense, I think he's right. You know, it might not be knowing cruelty, but I feel a child who does not have a developed sense of right and wrong likely has a greater capacity for cruelty than someone who knows better and can therefore make the choice between right and wrong. So, as Spike gets the, the tar beaten out of him again, 
this little animatronic cat, you know, like a little little tiny thing, like a wind-up toy, proves enough to uh, deeply disconcert Piro. And so we have sort of a standoff here as there's a big parade marching down. Spike is disarmed. Piro's pointing a gun at him. There's a very discordant sound playing in the background. There's a glint in Spike's eye that reminds Piro of a cat, and it, it sort of makes him flinch. And that's enough for Spike to nail him with a throwing knife in the leg. Now, to my mind, this is perhaps the most disturbing part of the episode. So, Pierrot got hit in the thigh with a throwing knife, and he immediately falls over and starts crying like an actual child. Like, like it, it's such an intense sadness that it, he can't even be bothered to roll out of the way of a large animatronic creature to save his own life. And he ends up being stomped flat. So Jet calls Spike up to give him the lowdown on what the deal was with Mad Piro just in time for him to be dead. And Spike mentions rather eloquently that he hates theme parks. And quite frankly, after all this, you know, I'm not feeling too sanguine about them either.
All right. So next episode appears to be significantly more lighthearted. It appears to be another jet-centric episode as he's, I guess, caught up with a girl. Spike and Faye expressed their disgust towards Jet, but it seems, I guess, uh, misguided. But that's a matter for another day. Thank you for watching this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, stick around for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.